Hey, my friends, welcome back to another episode of Real Live Talk. I'm so grateful that you're here to check out this episode. This is a conversation with my good friend, Josh Whippy, who is a pastor at Pioneer Christian Fellowship. If you've been following the show for any period of time, then uh, you've probably seen Josh Whippy before. He's a regular on the show. Normally, Josh and I just kind of jump in and have a conversation and see what develops. But for this episode, we decided to take on a more specific approach. And uh, we talked about anger, specifically, is anger a sin? I'd love to know what you think about that. Do you think anger is a sin? I'd love to know after you listen to this conversation, if you agree, disagree, if you have some additional thoughts and things like that. Uh, I thought there was a really simple answer to that question. But as we got into the conversation, it took on a different form than what I expected. And uh, the the conversation got a little bit more nuanced than I was expecting. And uh, I really got a lot out of it personally. And I think you're going to get a lot out of it as well. Just a heads up, there is some preliminary stuff at the beginning. So the conversation on anger really kind of takes off around minute 12 so feel free to skip ahead if you don't want to hear our conversation about the Super Bowl and the halftime show and Valentine's Day and all that kind of stuff this episode originally aired the day after the Super Bowl February 14th Valentine's Day so anyway uh, you can feel free to skip ahead past all that stuff if you'd like but uh, I do appreciate you for being here and I hope that this content blesses you challenges you encourages you in one way or another if it does if you consider subscribing sharing or leaving a review that would really mean a lot to me. Thanks again for being here, and uh, let's go ahead and jump into this conversation with Pastor Josh Whippy. All right, let's uh, kick this off. Welcome back, Josh Whippy. Good to see you. Happy Valentine's Day, my friend. Is that today? <laughs> did I just inform you that your marriage is over? <laughs> no, I did. did. We did a, we don't go up like totally all out. I did like a card, a big card. I got like a giant card. And then I got uh, I got her chocolate, and then I get all my girls something. So I got them like these little, like tubs full of like candy and fidget toys or whatever they play with nowadays. Yeah. What, what did you nice. get, Denise? Did you get anything, um, Denise? That is, um, uh, I got to keep that close to the chest right now because she might oh, be watching. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she might be. She might be spying on me right now. Um, we actually, well, we, we went out on Saturday night. We had a, uh, like a couple's fellowship kind of a thing uh, for our church. Yeah. It was supposed to be on Sunday, but then like a week and a half ago, we all realized that was the Super Bowl. And uh, so we shifted oh. it to Saturday night. So, so there's the phone, man, right on cue. There's some, dude, every, every time, every time. <laughs> You're in such I'm the high worst demand. Podcaster. I'm the worst podcaster of all time. No, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, so we, we did a little dinner thing, went out to eat on, um, on Saturday night. So we're going to do something today, but, uh, you know, nothing, nothing too major. I don't, we don't usually like, I usually, I usually will get her, I'll usually get her some flowers or something like that. Um, but then we'll usually just like go out to lunch or go out to dinner or something like that together. We don't usually do a whole lot of gifts. My mom is super cool. She always sends, candy and stuff like that for my kids wow on valentine's day i wonder so, if my parents will do that i don't know i'm not sure yeah, yeah I, I definitely <laughs> like spo spoiling my kids i definitely go I'm, my wife she's not really a big gift person we did the the church thing too mm -hmm. that was interesting um it was good it was a good thing there was like testimonies of god's promises and stuff like that but it's kind of rough because 
I don't know, maybe for some couples that is their date, you know, but for me, it's, it's my right. job. So, right. Yeah. It doesn't feel the same. <laughs> yeah. It's a little different. It's a little different. It's a little um, different. I mean, it's, it was good though. It was just, it's not what, yeah, we, we didn't even go out. I mean, I don't know. And she's yeah. not cooking tonight. She told me I am not cooking. So I got to figure out something. Yeah. No, but, that's yeah. cool, man. Man, life is crazy. Life is crazy. I hopped off Facebook. Um, yeah. So um, let's let's just time. say because like for for anybody, uh, we're 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 just gonna kind of talk for a few minutes and give some some people like a chance to to realize that we're we're live right now. But uh, we're gonna talk about anger and is anger a sin? But uh, before we get into all that, yeah, man, I wanted to ask you about that. So you are divorcing yourself from Facebook, huh? I did. Yeah, divorcing. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. It was a pretty clean break because it, there was no lead. Usually people, I've seen people that do that and there's like this whole like lead up to it. In two weeks, mm -hmm. I'm going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. were posting last you know, night and then the, this morning you were just like, peace I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. It, it's to me, it's, I, I, I get why people do that. I, oh, I'm leaving. But I also am like, why do I have to announce to a bunch <laughs> of people I don't know that well that I'm leaving, you know? It's weird. Like, I don't know. Because you are the I, most important person on the planet, and the world yeah. revolves around you, Josh Whippy. That's why. Uh, apparently, apparently, the things I write, I say um, have a deep impact on people to the point where they get upset about it. So, whatever. It's like, I can't yes. – I'm a very optimistic person. So, I think, you know, I'm always thinking, like, this is going to go well. Mm -hmm. Like, people are going to – like, hey, here's something. Like, I posted that I enjoyed the halftime show. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the halftime show. I am sorry. I enjoyed it. It was nostalgia. <laughs> it wasn't like I don't listen to that music. I'm not glorifying that. It was just, it was a good halftime show. The set mm -hmm. design was amazing. Was there stuff that I didn't agree with? Absolutely. I'm just trying sure. not to be a negative person. But some people, you know, if, apparently that my opinion affects, affects them for some reason. And I'm like, no, I'm done. I can't handle it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. So, and I just don't know what I can say and what I can't. I, I'm bad at that because of the optimism. So I've decided just to hop off, you know. <laughs> I can't you're make you're up, happy. You're up. <laughs> yeah. So, like, was it just something – did you just decide today? Or is it something you've been thinking about for a little bit or what? I've been thinking about it for a while. I mean, it, it feels like – I don't know. Feel, like I said, it just feels like anything I say, somebody's going to get upset. I was like, oh, I'll just sh share like Michael Scott quotes. And then maybe in the Michael yeah. Scott quotes, like people will just like have fun. And even that somebody was getting upset. I'm like, dude, I can't. I just, <laughs> I can't. I don't know. It's tough. You know, I think I obviously a part of it is that I'm a pastor. Another part is that I'm a younger pastor. I'm not even young anymore. Like I'm going to be 38 next month that I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't understand why people can't just uh, be nice. I don't know, but it didn't blow up into a thing. It wasn't, this wasn't even anything. I just saw it. I saw, I didn't realize when I posted that, I didn't realize there was even going to be like, it feels like every year there's a controversy with the uh -huh. Super Bowl. It feels like people are looking for something to be upset with. But I don't know. I guess I didn't think. I mean, there was no, there was some twerking. I could see that not being good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it was minimal and it was not as in your face as other years. So I thought, if anything, it was better. You know, uh, it was pretty, the songs were clean. They weren't cussing. 
uh, I don't yeah, know they changed the lyrics. They um, did. They changed the lyrics, you know what I mean? Like, on, so, like, yeah, the only part that I was kind of like, ah, like, that was, I wasn't really feeling it, was, like, the, the 50 Cent part. Because yeah. that was the only part where it was like a little provocative <laughs> and uh, his yeah. lyrics are, you know, trashy. Mm -hmm. But they the uh, but the rest of it, man, was like super clean. Yeah. Eminem did like his one song that doesn't have like 50 F-bombs in it. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> uh, but and yeah, Mary I posted Bly, too. She was, in, a little, she was a little scary. Yeah, but a little bit. But she's like. I didn't think it was anything to get upset with, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been we worse. We got cheerleaders right? on the sidelines that are doing the same thing. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> yeah. Dude, figure skating is like the same yeah. thing. <laughs> if you really want to think feel, about it, it feels but it's like not that. provocative because it's not, you know, it doesn't have that same kind of feel. But if you think about the mm -hmm. outfits and stuff like that, yeah. I mean, you know, you can find mm -hmm. something to be upset about anywhere. And again, like, well, like, as you said, I don't agree with what he's, you know, with what he was rapping about and with like the twerk, like, you know what I mean? I could have yeah. definitely same. done without that and I would have liked it even better. But yeah, like when you compare it to other, I mean, last year's halftime, what, wait, was last year the weekend or was yeah. that two years ago? Yeah. So that was, was like super clean. And, uh, and, yeah. and so, you know, that was fine. There was just like, I didn't really like, I didn't like I don't think it, you can complain about it. Yeah. I mean, it was just <laughs> I, kind of like, I just thought it was okay. Uh, but when you go back to so many other Super Bowl halftime shows, they were like way worse than, than this one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. again, it was just like the, the nostalgia was, uh... for people like us who are elder millennials and like all the yeah. music that we weren't allowed to listen to when we were kids <laughs> and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that coming through. Like yep. it was, it was fun. It was fun. I wanted I more remember, with you when it was over. I never like knew it, knew that music as well to like know the lyrics or anything like that. I just, it was just, it was nostalgic. You know, it was like the music I couldn't really listen to, but I knew, I knew some of it, but I wasn't like in that thing. It was just kind of cool to see, I don't know, Snoop at 55 years old or something like that. And he's doing his little, his little walk like so funny to me <laughs> hey just to let He's you know a... your wife is watching your wife is watching and she commented that um it was definitely the least sexualized halftime in a long time except for the weekend probably but yeah except for maybe last there year there was but... sexualized yeah i don't remember i didn't <clears throat> like it so because <laughs> i it's not you know it's like and it really depends on your generation you know sure like the that was definitely the night late 90s kids for sure you know like growing up in the late 90s early 2000s that was yeah that. exactly yeah like to me a super bowl halftime show should be something like epic so to, to me mm -hmm. to, in my mind it always makes sense when they go to something that's kind of throwback something that was that's right not something that's just like super recent, which they did with the weekend. They did that with like, you know, years ago with the black eyed peas. And there, there's been some mm. things like that where they were like very recent people that were iconic. Like, I think, what did they do? Maroon five a few years ago. Um, some yeah, things like that where I was just kind of like, it just doesn't that. seem when it's kind of someone who's just kind of, you know, current and they're real popular worldwide right now. I don't know. It just mm -hmm. doesn't really. I, I always I like the one like yeah. Prince, I think, was probably. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. The best of all time, maybe. Um, you know, McCart I think that Paul McCartney was good. Yeah. Paul McCartney. I liked you, too. Yeah. 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 yeah true. Good. Yeah. And Michael Jack like Michael Jackson is the Michael best Jackson. I lost you, but we're back. We're back. <laughs> no idea what just happened. We both just went off screen for some reason. But yeah, anyway, that anyway that's that's probably um enough about that honestly but uh but yeah sure. I, 
I don't get it, man. And I think this kind of segues good into our conversation as far as mm-hmm. um, anger and is anger a sin? Because I think so much of our day-to-day interaction with anger and indignation happens on, on the social media level and uh, people just kind of expressing themselves, uh, which is good. It's good to express yourself. But yeah, I don't know. Some of the stuff that that we get angry about and we feel like, like you said, I think so often we're looking for those little things. We're looking for things to nitpick or looking for things to be irritated by or to lash out against. And I don't know if it's a, if it's a, we like having drama or you know exactly what it is, but. Well, that's what Facebook has turned into. I think, unfortunately is drama. That's, that's where it all is. Drama, drama, drama. Uh, with the anger thing though. Okay. So what is your thought? before we get started it might even be better even if we just if we agree that you i don't know come at it with the devil's advocate uh type of um type of deal but would you when you think of anger i'm assuming uh you think it's not a sin i where where are you so i'm not (laughs) assuming yeah so i mean there's a couple of verses that you know we could look at in the bible that probably everybody's somewhat familiar with probably the most iconic verse is um you know ephesians 4 be angry Mm -hmm. and sin not and so it'd be hard to look at a verse like that and blatantly call anger a sin right i think anger is an emotion and i don't think that on an emotional level that Mm -hmm. it's a sin in and of itself um, but of course, you know, the motivation and what you do with it, I think is what rolls something <laughs> over into the genre of sin. Like even for example, you know, if you take something like fear, I think that when the emotion of fear hits your mind or hits your heart, I don't think that that's sin. Um, mm-hmm. but then the question becomes, what do you do with it? Do you partner with that emotion and do you begin to lead it into lead you into this place where now you're doubting God and you know what I mean? And so I think that anger works in a, in a really similar way. Um, I don't know if I could think of any single emotion that in and of itself is sinful. I think God created us to be emotional. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. so my, my, my idea is um, that anger is in and of itself not sinful but can very quickly become sinful <laughs> depending mm-hmm. on what you do with it and uh, you know, where it leads you and even the motivation behind it. So I think, think that I, I, I think you're right with the fact that it is uh, an emotion. Uh, obviously it's an emotion like any, uh, anything else. It's a, it's a natural thing that happens. However, I do feel that there is a tendency for people of faith uh, in Jesus, especially where they will justify, we tend to justify um, our anger over certain things. So when I say angry and I say, um, okay, for example, uh, we would all agree that if I'm angry at my wife, like if I do that and I continue this anger, that's a bad thing. But it's funny because what we've done as Christians is we've tried to We've tried to convince ourselves that anger is okay in certain circumstances um, where I don't see that anywhere in scripture. Uh, And my belief to boil it down and I can get into this is that I don't, I don't think anger is for us. Um, uh, I don't think we have a righteous anger. I don't think it's possible for us to have a righteous anger because we're not God. 
And it's funny you said that uh, Ephesians 4, 4.26, it says, you know, in your anger, do not sin. I think what that's saying is you're going to get angry. That's going mm. to happen. That is a natural reaction to being to being upset, right? That's a natural thing. But I think what everybody ends there, you did too. Um, and it continues, do not let the sun Don't go let the down, sun go down you... on your wrath, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then verse 27, do not give the devil a foothold so yeah bro and then and then real quick um sorry but then like real quick you keep going and it keeps talking about it and then you get all the way to verse Mm -hmm. 31 and it's like Mm -hmm. let all bitterness anger malice be put away from you you know what i mean right it doesn't say malice malice is at i think the end of the verse with all malice but you know it lists all these things including anger and wrath and then says put those things away from you so yeah for sure we take yeah when he gives his when he gives his vice list, like that, that's in there. Anger is in there. Mm-hmm. That's a vice. That's what he's saying to get rid of. So like you said, that it's crazy that it's sad that we've said that. Now, another thing. So this is what I think how we justify it. Well, we're like, well, Jesus was angry. Jesus got angry. He flipped the tables. Didn't he flip the tables? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> one occasion he definitely did. However, there's a difference there because the <laughs> There's a difference between God in the flesh and us. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Jesus could do certain things that we can't do. Uh, For example, uh, how about when, um, like judgment, we we agree that God is, he's the one that does that. Vengeance is whose is the Lord's. Or how about like, um, I think of uh, when when Jesus was, was a little boy. And he ran off and went to the temple and his parents couldn't find him. And they're all freaking out. Where's Jesus? Where'd he go? Yeah. And then they found him and he's like, I'm confused. Like, didn't you know that I would be in my father's house? Mm. Now, Jesus could do that because he's God. But if my kid does that today and runs off and even if she goes <laughs> to church, I don't freaking care. You can't do that. Well, Jesus did that. He's God. You're not. You know, like there's yeah, attributes. True. There's things that Jesus could do. Like when he was worshipped, right? When people are worshiping him, he didn't say to the disciples, "Hey, everybody, come on over, get worshipped like I'm getting yeah. worshipped." Because there's a difference between the two. Or my other one I like is is what we talked about is flipping the tables. I noticed that he didn't invite the disciples to do that with him. Wow, he didn't invite them into it. He wasn't like, you know, because he has a righteous anger. We don't. We don't have a righteous anger. We don't. I don't think we can possess that we call things righteous anger but it's the the only righteous anger is god because he's righteous and it's unrighteous for us because we're not so the justification Mm. to hold on to anger for righteous sake Mm -hmm. i think is is a is a very in my opinion that's my opinion based on the scriptures you know I don't know. Even think of I'm and, talking a lot, but go ahead. No, no, it's cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're here for. No, but even, even, even if, okay. Even if we do take some, some Liberty and we say that on a human level, we are allowed to be righteously angry or righteously indignant. You, if you're getting righteously angry, like every day, <laughs> or you're carrying around that righteous anger as a way of life, then it's probably not as righteous as you think it is. You know what I mean? And I think that what, what you are saying what there would is the important. Motivation though. Be? But what's the right. motivation of for us to have a righteous anger? Yeah, and I don't know, and that's what we're going to talk about, and that's why I, 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 I'm just saying, even if, right, like even if we're if we're given that 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 leash there, 
Um, mm-hmm. But so my question becomes things like when you talk about righteous anger, um, mm-hmm. obviously I get really mad. I get angry over things like, you know, injustice over things mm-hmm. like when I see somebody innocent being taken advantage of when I, you know, when you hear these stories of people being raped, when you hear these stories of, you know, children being molested and taken advantage, bro, even when I watch it on TV, I have like really mm-hmm. extreme reactions sometimes. Like I had to stop watching that show criminal minds because I, I got into like, I don't know, I think it was like season four and I watched this episode Whoa, where like deep. this little, yeah, I was deep, bro. And I, and I got into like this episode where this little girl was, um, uh, I think she was like being molested by her uncle and then she was subs- subsequently killed, I think, by her aunt because she was jealous. Like, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. And like I was watching that show, realizing that it's a show, knowing that it's fake. But I was like weeping <laughs> in my room by myself mm. watching that show. And it wasn't like the sad kind of weeping that you do sometimes when you watch The Lion King or whatever. But it was like right. this anger that was like I was so angry in my heart at injustice in the world because i know that that's a it's a show but i also know that it happens um Mm. and so like i'm wondering um what do you think about stuff like that and i don't know that there's an easy answer for this or not and uh, you know let me just say like obviously we're not anger experts or anything like that we're just like two dudes Mm -hmm. two pastors that are you know having a conversation here but yeah like are there circumstances like that where it's it's warranted um, to, you know, to be angry. Well, I, I think the reason for that is that we think that, that we justify it in that way is because we think it's a great motivator for change. Um, mm-hmm. We think if I'm angry about something, then I will fight to get something done. But I would, I would just like to just push back a little bit on that to say, I think love is actually the better motivator uh to oh, for change sure. and the problem with anger uh it's the the greek word is orge and that word is only given <clears throat> for god like it's a it's a righteous thing that he has we don't we don't have it so when we use that as a motivator to try to do something like i i was i was just thinking uh i was i just preached a sermon on this but the greatest commandment of all time is to love god with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind all your strength and to love people and then he says later to the disciples in john 13 he says to the disciples um i have a new commandment for you to love one another so okay in God, so we don't the the love that He's talking about is agape love, which we don't possess naturally. But I believe that's the one that He wants. Uh, that's the motivator that He wants us to have. The first thing, like the very first motivating thing, the mm-hmm. very most important yes. thing, is to have the agape love, which is sacrificial and forgiveness and unconditional love. Now, in those moments, I think again the natural response is to be anger but i think there needs to be a supernatural response which is love that love can motivate i mean it's it's how we were created out of his love it's how he mm-hmm. how he came down here to the he was motivated for god so loved the the world like a lo- so loved was like is like so agape like right yeah obsessed <laughs> like obsessed with us yeah. or even like while we were still sinners he displayed his love for us that what you know so when i look at what is the you know yes am i going to have a natural response of anger 
Yes, but I don't want that to be my motivator. I don't want to hold on to it because if the Bible says, even if it's for a righteous cause, I don't see anything in scripture that says, yeah, it's okay to be angry, angry, like to hold it. So even though it's a natural response, I want the supernatural response to be able to say, I'm going to love and I want my motivator. For example, you were talking about that girl who had all that stuff and the injustice. It's like my motivation should be for the love, you know, that God's given me to now try to extend that to them so that they can have justice. Does that make yeah. sense? Or did you mm -hmm. think I totally walked around? No, no, question? no, 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 I'm following you. So do, do you think though, what about being anger? What about being angry because of love? So like, because you love somebody, I mean, so like, I, I love you, Josh Whippy, you're my, you're my brother. And if I see you going down a path, all of a sudden, that's like ruining your life. <laughs> it mm -hmm. causes me to be, it causes me to be angry. Like maybe I'm not necessarily angry, like with you, but I'm angry at the situation sure. because I know that you've got a call of God on your life. I know that like you're, you know, you're awesome and all this stuff. And because of my, my love for you, um, there's like this thing that's kind of like on the inside of me, like, oh, I'm so angry, like I'm so angry. Maybe I'm angry at the devil or maybe I'm angry at the circumstances mm -hmm. or I'm angry at whatever. Um, again, I think as you're saying, that's something that sort of happens as a natural reaction to, to circumstances. But mm -hmm. anyway, what do you, what do you think about that? Do you think that it's, it's wrong for those, um, emotions to come up or it's wrong to essentially hang on to those emotions for too long or what, what, are we, what are we saying i think i think when you know what like in that verse in ephesians 4 you know um it's going to be natural you're that's going to happen but when it says to get rid you know don't let it don't let it take a foothold over your life like don't, you know don't let it the sun go down in your anger like don't give the devil a foothold that to me says I need to be aware of my anger so I can get rid of it as soon as I can. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah. The anger is not the thing I need. It is the love. Like it, the love that is harder. The anger is really easy. Like that's the easiest one. The love <laughs> is the hardest one. And we want, you know, because it's easier, I think that we, I don't know, in James it says that because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. That's human anger. I, yeah, yeah. I don't want that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I think that means basically you'll hold the phone. Don't do this. It's not. It's yeah. not going to produce anything good. It's not producing that fruit that God wants in my life. Now, is it natural? Sure. And I don't mm. think just the, the the emotion of having that sin that that feeling. I don't think that's a sin. But I think holding on to it surely is i i think yeah. trying to hold on to it and justify it is yeah the justification of it like think of all the fiery pastors that are out there oh i'm mad about this i'm mad about that you know and they go it's like what is that producing i don't think yeah. it's producing the fruit yeah. that god wants you know yeah, it's really good the justification of it is really interesting right um yeah and, and it's so funny it's it's funny that you brought up Jesus and the overchanging the tables in the temple and all of that, because that there's so many memes about that. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's so funny because that's always the one that people bring up to justify their mm -hmm. Facebook rants or to justify their Twitter rants or to justify, you know, their lashing out against an authority figure or something like that. 
and I, and I do think that the nuances of that of of the story are important. That I mean, like, if if me even on an earthly level, like, um, my kids are are still too young for this. But if I if I go away and uh, let's say my kids are a little bit older and I go away, um, we've seen this in like movies and TV shows over and over again. You know, the parents are out of town and the kids throw a party. There's all these kids and they're trashing the house and the father walks back into the house and what does he do? He immediately runs all the kids out because they're not supposed to be there because mm -hmm. it's his house. Like right. we look at Jesus going into the temple and he's like, this is my father's house and you're turning it into a den of thieves. Like he had a different kind of authority. And as you said, he wasn't like, come on disciples, like get your whips and mm -hmm. you know, start, start doing this with me. He just, he was in that moment. He was, you know, standing in a place where, you know, what they were doing was wrong. And but again, it wasn't something I think an argument can be made that it maybe happened twice because it happens in John chapter two, uh, which is like mm. like very early on. And then it happens in all of the Gospels. Um, so either John wrote about it out of chronological order um, or they or it happened at the beginning of his ministry and then again closer to the end of his ministry. I don't I don't know. I don't know if there's any way to, it, to really that could be that could be. But the interesting thing with what you're bringing up on that, um, I'm trying to see if I can find it. I I'm pretty sure that when he OK, first of all, when he came and flipped the tables, there's nowhere does it actually say that he was angry. We were implying that he was that's angry. true. That's true. Um, we think that he was now again going back to my point you know that that word orge uh it's that wrath of emotion or judgment that's god's domain that's not ours um you know some people think well i'll get there in a second but uh, what another thing that's interesting is that i think jesus saw what was i think it believe, i believe it says that jesus saw what was happening i think he left for the night and then came back the next day and flipped the tables and all that now I find it interesting because it wasn't a reaction, like a quick, like mm. our anger is usually that. And then we tried to justify it. I think because he's God and he left and then he came back and then he flipped the tables and got him out of there. Now we, there's, there's orge, which it sounds like that, but it could be agonocteo, which is another Greek word that means grief. Like it's mm -hmm. not wanting to, it's not yeah. trying to cause pain. We use, this is where the righteous indignation comes from. So we'll say, we'll think righteous indignation is what we're supposed to have. But we confuse that for like an anger when really it was, it's a Greek, um, it's a Greek sorrow, you know, it's, or it's a mm -hmm. sorrow. It's a, it's a grief. It's like to the point of pain that it hurts you. I think that's what you're describing when you were said, if I ran off and, you know, did something crazy, like, let's say, you mm -hmm. know, in my life and I was shooting up heroin yeah. or something like that, you would be like, you would have this agnateo, which is a, is a grief and a pain. Mm. I don't, I don't, that's what you see in second, second Corinthians seven eleven is that type of, that type of thing. But that's not an excuse for our anger. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what yeah. you were describing, right? When you were describing that. Yeah. Yeah, my, yeah, that makes you know, a lot of sense. Of yeah, I don't know. I, I know. I, it's funny because the enemy loves to use anger, and it's not God's, right? We know that, or it's it's not theirs. It's God's anger, but the the enemy is perverting it and trying to use it for his own thing. Um, 
we see the destruction that causes. I just think, you know, I'm, I'm sure somebody listening to this might even be angry with me right now. I'm just asking, listen, <laughs> is it really that important to hold on to that and justify it in your life? Mm. Whereas the fruit is that fruit. And, you know, my big thing is I think that love is the best motivator to, for change and for things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're going to be deeply grieved. You should be, we should be looking at the world and be grieved by how people are, you know, hurt and broken, um, what the enemy's done. Uh, that's a grief, but you know, I, uh, I don't know. The, the anger thing is dangerous. I think it's dangerous. It's like playing with fire. Yeah, for sure. And like the other thing about anger is that, you know, when, our conversation so far, we've talked about anger in sort of this outward expressive kind of a way, but there's also anger that kind of sits on the inside of people because not everybody gets angry the same way. Mm -hmm. And um, if I had to guess, Josh Whippy, this is probably the sin I commit the most <laughs> is like, <laughs> is like, I'll get angry and I don't often get angry with people in an expressive way. I don't often get angry to the point like i'm pretty good at, at keeping my cool and i'm you know I'm, I'm probably even fairly passive uh but like i'm i'm so like i'm pretty good at as far as my interactions with people not getting mad and stuff like that but often like when i'm on my own i'll find myself getting <laughs> angry at like something stupid that i did i'll get angry that you know just like little things that happen in life and i'll find myself getting angry and uh and and uh you know i think that that can lead to all kinds of bad mm -hmm. stuff and it's not mm -hmm. even necessarily affecting other people unless you know i'm in a bad mood and then i start treating people badly and stuff like that which i think hap i think happens you know what i mean i think sometimes we're carrying stuff around that we don't even realize and so often anger like we can walk around angry about something and it's actually not even it's like there's something else going on in our life that's causing us to have sort of a shorter fuse and that's causing us to become angry over little things that wouldn't even normally affect us. Like if I'm frustrated or I'm anxious about my financial situation or a relationship issue that I'm having or something like that, then like maybe circumstances that normally I would just kind of let it roll off me, it might, it might affect me in a deeper way. And all of a sudden mm -hmm. I find myself with a short fuse kind of like snapping at people or getting angry. Mm -hmm. And there's just different things. There's different ways that anger expresses itself. Not everybody's explosive with their anger, but I, I think that it, it can potentially be really dangerous for us too. those sort of internalized anger feelings that we keep within us um, because of that too, it can begin to affect our behavior and our relationships. It can affect our like <laughs> health. I think if we're holding on to stuff oh, for too long. Oh. It really does. Actually, yeah. I, I've studied that the that anger um, is really, really bad. High blood pressure, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. It yeah. comes Cortisol, from. Yeah. Um, it can come from. It can do that. I was going to ask you though, when you're talking, you're. I'd love to hear a story. Have you ever blown up? Oh, or is that um, pretty rare for you? I've I've blown up. Um, unfortunately, kids? I've I've blown up on my. I've blown up on my kids a handful of times. I've blown up my yeah. wife and I have had some blowout fights, dude. <laughs> not not recently, um, but yeah, there was one and time she where she gets mad at you and she definitely yells at you in Spanish. I hundred percent agree. I know oh, that's what her go to. If she gets if she gets to that point, I am in trouble, bro. 
(laughs) (laughs) And I know you're listening, sweetie. So I love you and happy Valentine's Day. But yeah, so um, we haven't, not that I can remember, we haven't had a blowout fight in years. Um, The interesting thing is that while we were dating, we had some mega fights, like the kind of fights (laughs) where like we're 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 driving and i pull over and like get the out of my car like the like those kind of fights <laughs> um the kind of fights one on one occasion <laughs> um we we had a, we were having a fight in a car that continued on into a store it was like a cvs or walgreens or something like that and this was yeah. before we were married as well so it was like years ago but it carried on into that situation and uh, we didn't handle it the best way. I mean, nothing was physical. There was no, like, we've never had, like, a physical. I have never laid hands on my wife or anything like that. Um, sure. Except, except in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. No, but we, we never had, we've never had that kind of altercation. But there happened to be um, an off-duty police officer in the parking lot. And he, and he, and he thought that it might have been a situation that was, like, uh, you know, just like a bad situation. So we yeah. went in the store, we got back in the car and uh, we were we were arguing and we were just having this sort of, uh, you know, we weren't yelling at each other, but it was just this thing. And he thought that I might have been like an abusive person. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and so he actually followed us like he followed us out of the wow. parking lot to uh, where we were staying. And mm-hmm. uh like I was like, we were, we were visiting my grandma of all, of all things. And bro, like the cops showed up and like had me, like I had to, he, he made me like yeah, sit I'll... on the, on the hood of his car and he Whoa. like separated me and her and had two conversations to make sure just to basically asking questions to see if this was a domestic violence situation or not. And obviously mm-hmm. it wasn't. And they figured that out very quickly that we were just, you know, like not having a good, a good day. But so it was totally fine. Like, you know, nothing happened out of it, but it was like super embarrassing. And it was just one of those things where it's like, ugh, like we could have handled that mm. so much better. <laughs> right. So that was an interesting. Now one. we, I can remember one fight we had when we were dating. I got out of control. It, it wasn't like, phys- it never got physical or anything. It was in a restaurant with a bunch of friends and there was this disagreement. And for some reason, somebody misunderstood me. And um, I still, you know, it's still, that's like a big struggle for me. I always try to like defend myself. I always feel like I need to, um, your, your wife said that she <laughs> thought she was getting deported. I thought I was getting deported. <sighs> oh, that's funny. That was a real but concern, man, that, back then. Yeah. Yeah. Real live talk. Here we are. Uh, one of the, the problems <laughs> I have, I think is that I want to justify, I want to explain, I want to make people understand where I'm coming from. Well, Everybody was, for some reason, I can't even remember what the argument was, but it was at Applebee's and I just walked out and Mm. Jess was trying to get me and I was like, leave me alone. I'm walking home. I was so mad. And uh, this guy in the parking lot sees us arguing. I'm trying to walk away, right? She's trying to get me to go back. I didn't want to go back. And uh, this guy in the parking lot thought I was the, you know, the aggressor and she wasn't Mm -hmm. even being aggressive. I just wanted to get away. So it was like, I don't remember ever having anything like that ever happen again. But I walked literally half the way home and then she picked me up, which was, I was very thankful that she picked me up. (laughs) It was like getting the car and I feel like an idiot, you know, because I just had this outburst. Um, But no, I think what you were getting to earlier 
you know, those little, it's, you know, it's the little foxes that spoil the vineyard. It's mm, the little things yeah. that come. Yeah. And when anger is left unchecked and, you know, that's my big point is, listen, and I've said it a couple of times, but I'll keep saying it. It's like, you're going to get angry. That's not the sin. It's the holding on to and allowing it mm-hmm. and even justifying it. That gets really scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. If that's what gets scary. It's like, that's what gets damaging. And I, I mm. think it's um we we've created this thing in our in the Christian world where it's like, well, I'm gonna be mad at sin. I'm gonna be mad at sin. And then they get on Facebook and they here's Facebook again coming up and they go off about what they're mad about. But what's mm-hmm. crazy to me is that doesn't produce any fruit. Right. None. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? Do- You're just getting all the other people who are upset about it, who are all- now also, and there's no change, nothing. All you're doing is now you're calling out either a group of people or somebody that does something a different way than you saying, this is wrong. It doesn't affect you in any way. Yeah. It's like, okay, you just, you just divide. Okay. Great example. This is a great example. Mm-hmm. We're kind of moving on to something, but my pastor was just telling me about a, um, uh, a guy who's showing up to hit his uh, to his basement. He does taxidermy, and he's got a lot well, through the years. He has so many different guys that come through and want to learn taxidermy. And most taxidermists don't allow you to do that because really you're you're getting somebody who can do it on their own. They're not going to take their their animal to you anymore after that. Mm. So this guy comes and he's you know tatted up, full sleeves, everything like that, thousands of dollars on his arm. And he's, he's just cussing, like, this is a few years ago, I think, just cussing all the time, all the time, cussing, 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 talking about nasty stuff, talking about all this yeah. stuff. And Pastor Jeff's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to be offended by that. I'm not going to allow that to get me mm-hmm. angry. Like, I'm just going yeah. to be like, yeah, that's not how I would talk. And I, But I need to, you know, I want to develop a friendship with this guy. So he's in the basement. All the guys are down there, two Christians. And these guys and this went on for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and then finally the guy comes over and he says hey he's about to leave what time is your church tomorrow i think i want to go it's like if he took a stance of anger at sin i'm fighting against sin he would have ruined that relationship between the two and that would have that moment would have never happened yeah it would have never happened so it it reminds me if we if we condemn people i said this once and it's like the greatest quote i've ever had right i came up <laughs> with it on my own oh dave gucci at once and he's like dude that's awesome you should run with that and i never did um <laughs> if we Write condemn people before, yeah if we <laughs> condemn people before we love them that agape love then we're actually questioning god's power to change them we're, we're questioning mm. the validity of God's power to change them. If we if we condemn them before we love them, we're questioning God's the validity that God can change them because yeah. we want to change them. So that's the problem with with even being angry at sin. Angry at sin. It's like okay, well, that's you know. I think yeah. the, the indignation, that grieving, that agnateo is more of the thing that we should have where it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts us, but not. But it's now it's driven with this love, compassion thing that I just want to be there for this person so that, you know, when God works that out, maybe there's an open door. I don't want to burn the bridge. 
So yeah, I don't know. That's a whole lot there, but that's I yeah, think man. That's another reason why I'm off Facebook. It's like, what what are we advertising as Christians to the world? What is it that we are? Are is it like when they think of Christians, right? In today in America, are 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 they looking at people who are loving one another? Because that's what Jesus says: they'll know you're my disciples by the by your love. And it feels like we would, we've changed that commandment, and instead we've put in, they'll know we're his disciples by how righteous we're living, and that is not what he says. Mm, right. You know. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Seems, and I get it. Like I'm not saying we shouldn't, you know, uh, shouldn't be living a sanctified life and the process. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying why is why is our why do we think the first commandment is our morals and what why is that mm. why is that the big thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, and I think that that's where the justification kind of comes in. Like e- even the fact that we feel the need to justify ourselves is a problem because we're justified by his grace, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're justified by his blood, by what he did for us. And Mm -hmm. so what becomes really helpful for, for Christians is for us to actually just recognize that sin is sin so that we can uh, put it in its place and recognize that, Oh, that actually doesn't have a place in my life anymore. Like it used to. So like, I'm not perfect. And um, I mean, the, the Bible, the Bible actually uh, indicates to us that we don't have to keep sinning. Like we could actually, mm-hmm. we don't have to, like we're, cause we're not a slave mm-hmm. to sin anymore. You know, if you read Romans right. five and six and seven, like we're, we're not a yeah. slave to sin anymore. Like we used to, I like how uh, I think it's in Romans chapter six, it talks about sin being our, or maybe it's seven. I can't remember it being, our, being our slave master. You know, essentially that we were, Mm -hmm. we were before Christ, we were trafficked under sin. We were sold under sin. We were Mm -hmm. in debt to sin, but in Christ, we're a new creation and that's not our reality. That's not who we are anymore. You know, the, the, Mm. you make the, the tree good and the fruit is good. Right. And, and so when we look at who we are, our nature is not sinners anymore. And so we don't have to keep sinning, but the problem is when we we try to justify ourselves instead of walking in the fullness of the grace that he's given to us I th- right. what what happens is we'll start to look at our things and we don't want to admit our sin we don't want to admit our mistakes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what that says is that we think that we're still slaves to it we're like we're still victims to it and we're not anymore because Jesus dealt with it mm. And so I think that there's like often this pride thing or there's this whatever that leads us to need to have this need to justify ourselves. And so, well, I'm righteously indignant because this will hold on Mm -hmm. like maybe, but maybe you're just angry because there's this weird motivation Mm -hmm. that's leading you to have these emotions. And like, it's okay to have emotions, but, you know, maybe don't be Mm -hmm. so quick to try to justify yourself. Because whenever you try to justify yourself, I think that it probably points to something deeper that's going on. Um, right. No, I never thought I. Hmm, that could be true. It's kind of like um, I won't name names, but there was that that big Christian pastor guy that was like, like really outspoken against homosexuality, like like 
yeah the yeah. number one guy mm-hmm. and then turned out that he was yeah in, <laughs> like that's what he was doing he was in that lifestyle um yeah it's weird legalism does do that, that man like whenever you're like legalistic i mean i i shouldn't say like 100 percent of the time across the board but often when you see somebody who's like very legalistic especially on like particular mm-hmm. issues there's a good chance that that's a struggle whether they're acting on it or if, or or not you know there's a good chance that it's something that they you know might have a struggle with isn't it weird too that the that the sins that we get angry about are different for everybody <laughs> and or the things that we've decided are sins it is weird because like you know i listen i love um I love my homeschool friends. I love, I love them. And I think they're doing the right thing for their kids, but it's weird when they think that me putting my kids in public school and my wife being a teacher is wrong. That's, that's wrong. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, well, why can't we like, and then, you know, they'll point out things. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. But then when, you know, what's crazy is the same, the same amount that you judge others, that's going to come back to you. So, you know, all those fingers are going to, cause there's things in your life that I would probably say, not you, just, you know, hypothetically somebody, I could look at somebody's life and say, you know what, I think that is an area. Uh, and they're like, no, that's not wrong. Why would you think that you're being legalistic? I'm like, I don't know. I, and I try and I purposely, the only things I usually try to call out. Yeah. The only things I usually, I find myself calling out is when I feel like somebody is being put down um, mm. for a decision that they made. That's not scriptural. I wow. hate, I hate that. That's a, that's a something I probably, that's an anger I need to work on, <laughs> but it, it's, it's a, I don't like that legalistic. When I see that, it drives me crazy. And I think you're right though. It's the things that they're mad about are the things that they've struggled with um, or are currently struggling with vice versa. And it's like, I just don't think that motivator is a good, is a good thing. I just don't yeah. think that's a good motivator there. I think mm-hmm. we could just do so much more with with agape love that God's given us, unconditional, forgiving, <laughs> sacrificial love. It's it feels like that would be good. You know what's crazy, Duke? I was just thinking about this. Um, I just preached this when Jesus was was washed their feet, the disciples' feet. He actually had the foreknowledge already to know that Judas was going to betray him, and he yeah. also knew that that Peter was going to deny him, and he still did it it's like he still washed their feet that is amazing to me because it shows you he we would have been angry wouldn't you have been angry like these dudes that you're chilling with for years and you're discipling and you know trying to help them out in their life and literally they just (laughs) you know you know that one's going to betray you sell you sell you out and the other one's going to gonna lie and say he doesn't even know you you would lose your mind like i would lose my mind not wash their feet but that's the example and he says i've given you this example do this do this yeah. what i just did you do it's crazy yeah i love it though i i love it's challenging because it's challenging but it's freeing you know the kingdom is the kingdom way is freeing it's it's not a bad thing. It's hard, but it's also like you don't have to be angry anymore. Like you don't have to be offended anymore. Mm, and I think yeah. that's a that's an open invitation for for change. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, I, th I think it's funny going back to something that you were talking about um, a minute or two ago. <sighs> I'm trying to think how to put this into words. Um, it's funny how we all have sort of a limit of what we think is acceptable. Um, and we'll put those limits on other people. And so what we'll do is we'll judge people because we see them going beyond our like theoretical limit of what's okay and what's mm -hmm. not okay. And so we'll judge somebody for um, just what's like an example of this. I mean, this might not be the best example. Let me let me say it out loud and then I might need to come up with something different. <laughs> but the example. So let's say you you judge somebody because they're struggling with pornography. Sure. All right. Which is cl clearly mm -hmm. wrong. Right. It's clearly yeah. it's clearly, you know, but yep. you judge somebody because they've got a struggle with pornography. Maybe they're trying mm -hmm. to be free from that struggle, but it's it's an area of their life where they're they're struggling. And so you you judge that person, you condemn that person, whether it's outspoken or just in the quietness of your heart or whatever. But then, like, maybe you've got this other issue where maybe you're not looking at pornography, but you're, you know, you're lusting in your heart after sure. you know women that you see at the gym or whatever and to you it's not crossing that line of pulling up pornography on your phone or on your computer so you're not sinning but really at the root of it you're dealing with the same issue which is lust and so you're mm. dealing with that same issue in your heart but you're casting judgment on somebody because they've taken it to a different level than you but really at mm. the root of it you're dealing with the same mm. kind of thing you know, so we can yeah. relate that to anger. We can relate that to fear. We can relate that to, you know, like, like, oh, that person got mad and said a, a cuss word. And so you judge mm -hmm. that person for saying something they shouldn't have said. But really, like, you're you're angry and you just didn't say the word out loud. But, mm -hmm. you know, you were wishing harm on the person that you were angry with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's well, worse? It sounds like we, it sounds like what you're talking about is the lack of grace. Mm hmm. I, and, and that's the, the ironic thing. It's like, can I have grace for people even when they're not showing me grace? And that's, yeah. that's where I'm at. I'm trying, I'm trying. I, I have to go soon, but I want to, I just want to, uh, you know, I was reading in the Beatitudes. I love, I love it. I love the Beatitudes. But when he says, <clears throat> uh, blessed are the meek. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for they will inherit the earth and blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they'll be filled it's like the meek not the angry not the powerful not the mm -hmm. ones that want you know that yeah. stuff and when it says righteousness it's god's righteousness for our lives like for me i am hungering for righteousness for me for my life to get straightened out and they go to better they go to well really well together because that meekness is so upside down in our culture. Uh, we don't want to be meek. <laughs> we just yeah. yeah. We would rather be yelling and screaming. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a cliche thing, but we think that meekness is weakness, you know? We think that yeah. it's uh but but no, like it's it's the heart of God. And mm -hmm. so often I think that we and I do think that there's a time there. There's definitely a time to stand up for yourself. There's a time to fight for your rights. There's a there's a time for that. But I think so often we're so concerned about our rights 
that mm. it leads us to to just really ugly places you know what i mean um right. and 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 i think that sometimes not all the time but i think that sometimes it comes from a place where there's a lack of trust in god um because we think that we've got to maintain some level of control and we're mm. not willing to you know leave that up to him and and i just think that there's there's times where I, I just think that so often we can we can judge, condemn, put people down, and we can we can live and we can act in a in a way that, as you said, I mean, Jesus said we're supposed to be known, we're supposed to be recognizable to the world by our love for one another. Mm -hmm. You know, not our disagreements, which we'll have disagreements. You know, not not by the things that divide us and and all this. I mean, it's it's just. It's crazy, man, how much division and separation there is just within the body of Christ. And mm -hmm. it, it seems like in a lot of ways, like that's how we're known, like that's how we're recognized. Right. And that's not the way that it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be known by our love. Again, it doesn't mean that we always have to agree with everybody. It doesn't mean that there's not a time to stand up. It doesn't mean that we, you know, don't voice our opinions and concerns and that we, you know, it doesn't mean any of that. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, like what defines us? Because if right. the motivation and I, and I think the motivation is is the most important thing is if we are being motivated by love, by God's love, if, if that's the motivation for it, then the way that we do those things and the way that we, you know, the way that we stand up, the way that we fight, the way that we do these different things is going to come from a much more clear and pure place as opposed to if we're being motivated by anger or if we're being motivated sure. by this need that I feel like I have to hold on to my rights or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think a lot of times people will point to things in the past and say, look, that was motivated by anger and look, good things happened. And I do believe God can use all of our stupid decisions to make good things happen. You know, um, God has that ability to do that. I, you said earlier, uh, you said meekness is not weakness. It, and it's kind of funny because that is the way that we look at it. And yeah, I believe that the definition for meek is like gentle, which is not the way our, our world likes, you know, it's the, that gentleness that happens or, mm. or the, like a mildness in spirit, which I feel like probably comes more natural for you than it does for <laughs> me. <laughs> but I, I Perhaps. said once that, I've heard it said once, I can't remember who said it, but they, they said meekness is not weakness, but power under control. Like yeah. it's submitted strength. It's like submitted yeah. to God. Good. And I have seen a lot of godly men in my life that, that operate with that, with that as their, as their meekness, you know, it feels like that gets a lot of stuff done more than the fiery yelling guy on youtube the, you know, the saltiness the, 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 the right. salty christian like you know what i mean like i'm just uh, god yeah you know a lot of miserable who, who is it moses Vay that used to come to elam and oh, yeah. uh like and uh he would he would say uh are you a christian and then be like yeah he'd be like okay we'll tell your face <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that kind of thing like inform your face so you know i we shouldn't be miserable if following jesus you know Again, like right. not everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows, but but we should be content and we we should be able to express love to one another mm -hmm. and to the world. 
because we've been changed and transformed and because we're being renewed by his love, you know? So, well, sure. I think, um, since we're both, uh, theologically on the same, on the same playing field, when we hear, when we hear, um, about anger and I was saying, you know, like in Ephesians where it says, don't give the, the devil a foothold. It's almost like, it's almost like, do not let the devil have an area of in your house, like get rid of, get rid of it as soon as you can. So that the enemy doesn't yeah, have yeah. a space in your home. But that just reminds me, it's like, really, if that's not the fruit, like I said in James, like that's not the fruit, that's not, it doesn't produce the fruit that God wants that anger. It reminds me of like, well, where, do, what kind of fruit do I need? I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit to come into my life. I need him to fill every room in my house to search me out, see if there's any wicked way in me so that I can get that stuff out, not justify it and say, nope, that's the anger room. It's okay. It's like, no, I don't want that. I don't want a foothold. Mm. I want the I want the Lord just to search me out. So if anybody's like listening to this and they're like totally in disagreement, all I can say is like just ask the Lord, you know, ask the Lord uh to come and 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 search it, you know? And the big thing I say to people when they get mad at me, <laughs> when they get angry at me, when I say not to get angry, the big thing I say to people, it's fine. It's okay. But just promise me this. When you get angry, that you'll just give it to him. Just give it to mm. him and ask him to do whatever he wants with that. And if you think that it's justified, okay, let God just ask God, here's my anger. Would you turn it into something? And I think truthfully that the Lord through the working of the Holy Spirit will turn it yeah. into a love, a love. Um, but you know, That's so good. I usually say that when people get mad at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, had, yeah. I had one person get mad at me. Uh, one, I, I had told them in a counseling thing that they should. Well, it wasn't counseling. It was more. It doesn't matter. So I was talking to them and they said, <clears throat> they said they got mad when I said that they shouldn't be angry. And because they were trying to help somebody who was cheating on his wife. And they were really, really mad about that and said, I have a righteous mm. anger. I'm mad. You know, I was like, wow, that stinks. Um, they left, but they came back pretty shortly after and said, mm. I was just praying. And the Lord revealed to me that I wasn't actually mad at the sin itself. Like that was hurtful, but I was actually mad because that person also lied to me and said that mm. they weren't doing that. And yeah. when the realization is that they had offense, you know, the bait, the bait of offense that, that their, their anger, which they thought they wrapped into like a righteousness was really at the, at the core was about them. And I feel like that's usually like we have touched on, you we were talking about sins and wow. certain things. It's usually us that we're upset with or wow. something about us. Wow. That's a good place yeah. to end. No, right there. that's a really good point, man. That's a really good point. Yeah, no, let me just say real quick. I, I love, um, I do love what you said about um, giving it to God when you have that anger. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that I do a lot. Like when I have those those moments of, of like that intense feeling that you were describing earlier, whether it's over something that's just affecting me that, you know, just rubbed me the wrong way, or if it's something like, bigger picture injustice that you know makes me mad like you know you can get mad at racism you can get mad at like all these different things but yeah like to to kind of take that and to bring it to the lord and be like god like 
I need your help with this because, mm -hmm. you know, I don't even know how to process these emotions that I'm feeling right now, or I don't want to do something negative with these emotions. And that's always a safe place to say, God, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. So I'm giving this to you. Like, show me how to deal with this or show me how to respond or, you know, change my heart, you know, if you need to, like right. those kinds of things. It's just to live in that place of humility before the Lord is a really safe place to be uh, when it comes to this kind mm. of stuff. Um, That's good. So, dude, before you run, there's a uh, I, I'm I'm not great at monitoring comments and I apologize, but let me just read a couple here. Uh, there's a problem when we get indignated right away instead of compassion being our first response. I think I really agree with that. Um, indignation shows that there's no compassion in our heart. We just don't want to be disturbed or inconvenienced. <laughs> and it shows <laughs> that we forget that we are ambassadors of the kingdom. Um, yeah. Hmm. And then uh, sin is sin. There are no little ones or big ones. That, 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 that's that we could have a longer conversation about. Unfortunately, we don't have, to, <laughs> have time to go there. But um, when you allow God to show you what is firing up your anger, he will show you the condition of your heart and that will produce growth and fruit. That is good. Yeah, mm. um, that's awesome. Like when um, I step on a Lego. Oh, bro. Just instant anger at people at children because you yep. know it was their fault at my children because yep. they left it there what are you doing <laughs> you did this to me um well yeah man well thank you thanks for coming on man i always enjoy talking to you this was a good um good uh, i think it was a good conversation hopefully um people that watched it listen to it or listen later hopefully you get something out of it uh love you guys bless you guys have an awesome valentine's day don't get angry if you don't have a valentine just uh take it to the lord <laughs> as pastor it's a good Josh. day to talk about love y'all it's a good day right? i didn't even it's think about it it's a good that, day there you go it's a good there day go. um all right guys we'll see you next time be good Peace. All right, guys, episode's over. I want to thank you again so much for taking the time to check out this conversation. I hope that it blessed you. If you're looking for a way that you can support this podcast, you can do that by sharing, subscribing, or leaving a review. Thank you so much in advance. If you happen to be looking for a way that you can monetarily support this podcast and just kind of help us keep the lights on, then you can do that by following the link that's in the show notes of this podcast episode. And for as little as $5 a month or even as a one-time donation, you can um, become a contributor to this podcast and that would just really mean the world to me. It will also open up for you some exclusive content that's only available for people that become contributors of the show. And also, if you happen to do that, if you become a contributor to this podcast, I'd also like to share some other free gifts with you. I'd like to uh, send you a digital copy of both of my books, my book, Simple Power, as well as What Is God Saying, which is a sort of a comprehensive guide to learning how to hear God's voice more clearly and more consistently in your daily life in practical ways. I'd like to send those to you. I can't do that through the website currently, so you'll just have to let me know. You can contact me through one of the social media platforms, just direct message me, or through my website. You can email me at duke at simplepowermedia.com. Just let me know that you became a contributor of the show. You don't have to tell me how much it was or anything like that. Anything gets you um, just kind of put into this group where I do just want to express my gratitude and I'd like to send you a free digital copy of both of those books. So again, thank you everybody in advance. Love you all. Thanks for being a part of this podcast in any way, shape or form. Hope you have an awesome rest of your week. I look forward to seeing you next time.